are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. And coming up on today's show, we are going to talk about the Giants' crazy 11-8 win over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Giants led this game 7-1, and then the D-backs went on their own 7-1 run and tied the game at 8. So it was looking and feeling like it might end up being the loss of the year, the worst loss of the year. But the Giants were extremely resilient as they've been all year. Like in years past, this is the type of game that they absolutely lose. You lose all the quote-unquote momentum from this game and, you know, you're thinking evil thoughts. The evil thoughts have crept into your mind that we blew this game, we absolutely should have won this game. How is this happening to us against this D-backs team that came into this game 33-73? and But, you know, the Giants pitching held firm when it absolutely needed to. Tony Watson with a huge relief appearance. Harleen Garcia, same deal. And then the Giants exploded in extra innings. Buster Posey had a huge double to lead off the top of the 10th. Steven Duggar had a huge hit. And then they executed a perfect safety squeeze. So great execution by the Giants in the top of the 10th. And then Harleen Garcia closed it out. So this was a game, there were a lot of people criticizing Gabe Kapler's bullpen management in this game. But what's important to keep in mind is that they had said that they were trying to stay away from Tyler Rogers, Dominic Leone, and Jake McGee in this game because each of those relievers had pitched back-to-back games against the Astros the last two days. So if you're without those three, it absolutely made sense to go to Jay Jackson when they did, and I guess the criticism was that they left in Anthony DiSclefani too long and they left in Jay Jackson too long, But if you're short three relievers, I mean, the thing is, it's dangerous to go into a game short three relievers like that, uh, especially if it's a close game, they were going to be reliant on some guys that they're not normally reliant upon to get big outs. The thing is, it is the Arizona Diamondbacks. And so if ever there was a time to, you know, burn through the pen, it would be against the Astros. And then, you know, with the D-backs next, you you figure you can maybe get through a game missing your best guys for at least one game. And it felt like they were going to be able to when they had that 7-1 to lead, but Anthony DiSclefani kind of blew up in the fifth inning and the Giants ended up allowing four runs. So the D-backs came right back into the game. But that's very unusual. I mean, DiSclefani has not really done that against any other team but the Dodgers all year. He's been able to get through innings. He's been able to, you know, when when he has a big lead, he's been able to kind of coast through the rest of a game. 
So I don't know. I, I think Disquafani has warranted some trust, and these are players you don't necessarily expect to get to you. Like Josh Reddick hit his second home run of the year. Both home runs have come against the Giants. And then as Drupal Cabrera hits a home run. So I don't know. It's just kind of more, I don't want to call it unlucky, but you're not, these guys are not going to hurt you on a consistent basis, but they did last night. So then Jose Alvarez had a nice inning and two thirds himself. Jay Jackson is the one who struggled and ended up giving up three earned runs. And that is what tied the game. Tony Watson then came in and calmed things down and, it was on display why the Giants went out and traded for Tony Watson. I'm not sure if we talked about this or wrote it on Twitter or what, but Tony Watson's velocity has increased in the last couple of months. It was down last year. It, it was a big reason why it seemed to be that he was in decline. But this year, that velocity has crept up, and his average fastball is like higher than it's been in several years, and he's consistently hitting 94 even 95 miles an hour, and that's what he did yesterday. So if Tony Watson is throwing 95 with the good changeup that he has and an ability to throw strikes, that's a concern, though. His walk rate is a career high. But, you know, he, he kind of struggled to throw strikes right out of the gate, but then he found it and got through that inning and then got through another inning. And then Harleen Garcia, kind of same deal. At times, fell behind in counts, but then was able to get back into those counts and get through two clean, scoreless innings, allowing just one hit. So a huge win for the Giants. This game, to me, felt a lot bigger than it should have. Like, on paper, you've got this massive lead in the you know on a playoff spot, so one game isn't going to derail your whole season, but it would have felt bad to lose this game. After leading 7-1 to against the worst team in baseball, at least in terms of their record, I don't actually think, talent-wise, this is the worst team in baseball. But it would have felt awful to lose that game, so the fact that the Giants were able to win an ugly game, it wasn't pretty, but it's just another game in the win column for the Giants, who are now 67-39, and obviously still best record in MLB. So coming up next, I do want to eventually get into Alex Dickerson. Alex Dickerson had a huge night. I'm not sure I even mentioned him yet, so that's a failing on my part. Dickerson broke out last night he had a grand slam he had a triple and we're just going to talk about his status on the roster and kind of his career with the Giants so all of that coming up next but first everybody knows it's beneficial to be eating more fish to get omega-3s and protein but the seafood counter can be really intimidating which fish tastes the best what type of cut can you really be sure about the quality that's a big one for me wild Alaskan company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. They deliver high-quality, sustainably-sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Each shipment contains premium, wild-cut, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company Seafood is how nature intended it to be, always wild, never farmed or modified, and contains no antibiotics. And right now you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. 
wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. All right, as promised, we're going to get into the roster crunch a little bit and talk about specifically Alex Dickerson because the writing is on the wall when we're talking about players are coming back from injury, or at least they're close. And when you look at this roster and you try to think about who is going to go, Dickerson's name has certainly stood out because he has struggled so much this season. So you can tell he's feeling the pressure. Like, he's striking out and then he's immediately screaming at himself for like chasing a pitch or missing a pitch he felt like he should have handled so you can just see this guy struggling and it it pains me to see because he's been such a huge part of the Giants offense ever since he showed up in Arizona you know his first game was that great game he had in Arizona where he hit a grand slam it was like June 21st 2019 ended up having a great 2019 he he had some injuries but when he was on the field Dickerson just went off starting with that game and then in 2020 he just had a monster season after a slow start mind you but at the end of the day I mean despite the slow start in 2020 he ended up hitting 298 with a 371 on base percentage and 576 slugging so I don't really want to hear all the intense criticism that I hear about Alex Dickerson I get it He struggled this year in 81 games. So, you know, he's played a lot, 232 plate appearances. It's the most he's had in a season with the Giants. But the thing is, this is baseball. We're not, it's not just one year and that's the evaluation. It's more of a big picture thing, like what he did in 2020, what he did with the Giants in 2019, and really, I mean, what he's done in his whole career counts. And the body of work is kind of more significant than just the 81-game sample. When we talk about small sample sizes, it doesn't just mean like five plate appearances, because people understand that's a small sample. But 81 games is a small sample in baseball. There are plenty of players who struggle over 81 games. It's not necessarily the norm, but it happens where guys struggle for half a season, but at the end of the year, they get to their numbers because the talent is in there. So the body of work for Dickerson is that he's been 21% above league average in his Giants career, spanning 573 plate appearances and 189 games. So that's more of a robust sample, and that's more, to me, indicative of his talent level offensively. So the slash line for Dickerson in his Giants career, 264 average, 332 on base, 500 slugging. That's a 236 isolated power which is well above average. So that's like a slightly above average on base percentage and well above average power. So that's kind of how I view Dickerson. That To me, that's how I see the game. He's struggling for sure, or he has been. He wasn't last night. But I just continue to view him as a true talent, above average offensive player because the bigger sample is more relevant than what he's done in a smaller sample. It, like, what is what do people think? That last year doesn't count anymore because this year is the only thing that counts? That's not really how baseball evaluation works. And like projecting, you know, you put a little more weight into the more recent stuff, but you have to consider the past stuff as well. And so that's why I'm not particularly shocked when Dickerson has a game like he had last night didn't start off well. I think he struck out in his first at bat, and it was one of those at bats, like I've, like I said, where he's yelling at himself, like pretty much as he's swinging. 
But then he said after the game when he was interviewed that something clicked for him when he was sitting when he was standing in the on deck circle before the at bat in which he hit the grand slam. I thought that was super interesting and speaks to the mental side of the game. He was literally I, I need to rewatch it and I encourage anyone who can see that interview that he did on TV after the game to listen to what he says. He says that he was standing on deck and something just clicked and he said to himself, oh yeah, there it is. I got it. And then he ends up hitting a grand slam in that at bat. Something clicked mentally that unlocked the physical ability and confidence to, to know he's able to do what he did. And then he said he was able to carry it into the next two plate appearances after that. And sure enough, he what he did. He hit a booming triple that went like 411 feet in his next at-bat. And then against a left-handed pitcher in extra innings, he hit a line drive to center field that was deep enough to advance Buster Posey to third base that was a huge play in that extra inning scenario. So... All of this may be a moot point. It may be almost irrelevant what he does at this point because the Giants are going to have to make several decisions with Brandon Belt, Evan Longoria, and Tommy LaStella being close to returning. So Longoria and LaStella are on the 60-day injured list. And so that's, you know, activating them is going to require a 40-man move. So it's a little more complicated than just simply using certain players minor league options to get those guys back onto the roster. Brandon Belt is on the 10-day injured list, not the 60-day, so that does not require a 40-man move. He's still on the 40-man roster. Going on the 60-day IL kind of temporarily removes you from the 40-man roster. So from what we've heard, Evan Longoria could begin a rehab assignment later this week, and Tommy LaStella and Brandon Belt are currently with AAA, and getting close to returning. So tonight, the Giants are going to face Madison Bumgarner, obviously a left-handed pitcher. So I would imagine that Tommy LaStella and Brandon Belt will not be activated for a game that's going to be started by a lefty. However, I mean, it's possible, and they would be really good bats to have off the bench. But maybe these guys are activated on Wednesday. So coming up next, we're going to talk about how exactly the Giants will be able to fit these players back onto the roster and what the corresponding moves may be. We'll talk about Dickerson. We'll talk about players with options. And we'll just try to figure this out together. So that's all coming up next. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use on more important things like the mortgage or food. 
So why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Random example, a fuel pump assembly for a 2005 to 2010 Honda Odyssey costs $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store, and just $216.79 at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is for everybody and doesn't require membership or even account logins. Best of all, they're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right, as promised, we're going to try to figure out how the Giants are going to deal with this roster crunch. We've kind of been previewing the roster crunch for a long time now. We've been talking about this for almost a month. And it's finally almost here. Longoria is going to be a little while longer than Belt and Lastella. So I guess they only have to make one, they're only going to have to make one 40-man move to get Tommy Lastella onto the roster. But they obviously have to make two Major League roster moves to get two new players added in Belt and Lastella. So I'm just looking at the 40-man roster as I frequently do in these scenarios. And it's just not entirely clear to me how the Giants are going to deal with this. I do think Alex Dickerson's spot is in jeopardy, but the thing is, Alex Dickerson, I've been saying that he can be optioned, but it came to my attention that the service time reading that I'm looking at on Fangraphs is only reflecting the pre-2021 value, so it doesn't add service time they've been accruing this season. So Dickerson, it's showing, has four years, 120 days of Major League service. So I thought that was current, but actually that was before the season. And so the thing is, when you reach five years of service time, and that's days on a Major League roster or on the injured list, but once you reach five years, you cannot be optioned without your consent. And so Dickerson cannot be be sent down without his consent. The thing is, he may consent to it. It he may believe, and he may be right, that his best opportunity is to stay in the Giants organization. Because obviously there's a lot of uncertainty that goes along with just kind of hitting the open market and seeing what other opportunities are out there. That may be what he would want to do in that case, but there is a decent chance that the Giants end up going down that road. Players who can be optioned include Lamont Wade Jr., Mike Yastrzemski, Steven Duggar, Tyro Estrada, and Austin Slater. Those are the position players currently on the roster who can be optioned. Tyro Estrada is the only true backup shortstop. And so if the Giants were to activate, say, Tommy LaStella, you might think Tyro Estrada being optioned makes some sense, but it kind of doesn't because Tommy LaStella is not going to play shortstop for you. And you, I don't know, you're not going to put Wilmer Flores there, he has some experience there, but no way is he a shortstop. So it is hard for me to see what they're going to do and to see it clearly. I mean, if we're talking about the infield, you've got Chris Bryant, Brandon Crawford, Wilmer Flores, Donovan Solano, and Tyro Estrada. Thing is, Estrada can also play outfield, but I don't know, is that too many infielders? Are Donovan Solano and Wilmer Flores redundant? 
they may be, but I just don't see them wanting to give up on any of those players. It could be that Donovan Solano is in some jeopardy, but lately he's been hot at the plate, and I don't see them wanting to get rid of Solano. I don't know, I don't know about you, but that doesn't seem like a good idea to me. And Wilmer Flores has been hot, and he's a big part of this team as well. So if, say, they were to try to option Alex Dickerson and he consents to it, forgetting for a second the implications of the 40-man roster, let's think about how many outfielders that leaves the Giants with. If Brandon Belt and Tommy LaStella are back, that kind of takes Lamont Wade Jr. potentially out of the first base mix, and he becomes more of an outfield consideration. That kind of can push Alex Dickerson out of playing time potentially because Wade Jr. kind of fills that same role as a platoon left-handed player. So if you've got Yastrzemski in right, you've got a Duggar and Slater platoon in center, and then you can go Wade Jr. and Ruff in left with Brandon Belt playing first base pretty much every day. And potentially... Darren Ruff could platoon with Belt. I don't know. It's complicated, and there's not a, an obvious answer, and the trade deadline is passed, so they can't trade one of these excess players or you know redundant players, so to speak, to help solve this issue. It's a good problem to have. I want to emphasize that. But then thinking about when Longoria and Belt are back and Listella. That pushes Chris Bryant to the outfield because obviously Chris Bryant is going to play. Evan Longoria is going to play. Brandon Belt is going to play. So then if Chris Bryant is in left field every day and Yastrzemski's in right, what does the center field situation look like? Is it just Duggar and Slater? In which case, where do Ruff and Lamont Wade Jr. fit into the equation? How do Flores and Solano get playing time? So it, you really have to think of it in terms of a lineup against righties and a lineup against lefties. They, they very much have two different lineups. And so we're going to have to think through this more. Maybe I should have prepared a little bit better before looking at this. But normally, you know, when you don't have such a crunch, it's a little bit easier to figure out. I don't see an obvious solution. They're going to take it day by day, though, like I'm saying with Bryant moving to the outfield. They're not there yet. And by the time Longoria comes back... At that point, somebody else may have gone down, and then the solution becomes obvious. So they don't think of it in those terms. They do think of it in terms of protecting inventory. They don't want to just lose players for nothing. They want to keep their players, especially guys who have potential, as pretty much the entire roster does at this point. That's been such a huge part of their success, is that they're deep and every single player on the roster contributes in a positive way. So since Lamont Wade Jr. has options, it could be that he's the guy to go and not Alex Dickerson as I sit here and look at this. It could be that Steven Duggar goes and Wade Jr. and Slater platoon in center or Wade Jr. and Slater platoon in right and Yastrzemski goes to center. I think that that's a possibility. Steven Duggar generally has been struggling in the last month or so. He's still running some unsustainable numbers, inflating his batting line. That being said, he had a huge hit last night and he plays great defense in center. So these are tough problems, tough questions to answer. And I am not envious at all that they have to make these calls. One more thing, Mike Talkman 
cleared waivers and was outrighted to AAA Sacramento. So I'm a big Mike Talkman fan, so I am thrilled that no other team was smart enough to take a chance on this guy and stick him in their major league lineup. I don't understand that really from you know a rebuilding team. Why not just give this guy a shot? He's had success in the past. He's good at a number of things. He just needs to improve his offense. But the Giants get to keep him, so he goes to AAA Sacramento. So anyway, that's all the time we have for today. Obviously, ton of topics to get into every single day. So we'll be back tomorrow talking about Madison Bumgarner and Johnny Cueto in this really fun pitching matchup tonight. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out tremendously. So thank you in advance and thank you so much to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Stay locked on Giants.